Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where we'll always toast to reading. I'm Susan. I'm Jeanette. I'm Tara. And I'm Meredith. Hello, ladies. It is the four of us today. Yay! <laughs> it's been a while since we've been like all four of us. It's exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. Definitely. Um, how have you all been? Jeanette? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, I've been doing really well, having a lot of quality family time. Uh, we had like a really good, quiet Thanksgiving, just the three of us, and then we went to a family wedding. And now we're getting ready to do Christmas with all the family. So, it, and it'll be our first road trip to Florida mm. with the baby. Ooh, fun, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're also being very brave. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we read a book about cocktails because I might need some when I get there. <laughs> yeah, I think that is probably accurate. You should send yeah. the recipes to your family so it's like ready for you. I have them all bookmarked in my phone, not going to lie. Walk in the door, get handed a a margarita glass. I mean, I could look at that. (laughs) Yeah, I I just don't believe that's going to happen. Like, everything's always so busy for the holidays. I'm just going to have to do it myself. But I'm okay with that. I'll be, you know, I'll be the person in the corner with margarita glass being like, you're watching my kid, right? Great. (laughs) the nice thing having other adults around like someone else could also watch your child (laughs) yeah well that was the fun thing about the wedding was it got to be like date night because Mm -hmm. um daniel's mom was like yay i get to spend quality time with my granddaughter and i'm like yay i get to spend quality time with my husband (laughs) yeah so that was pretty fun like we were at one end of the table and they were at the other end of the table and, you know, when they needed something, we could run down there. But the mm-hmm. rest of the time, we were, like, dancing and having dinner together. It was, like, Aww, it was that's fun. Sweet. That's yeah. nice. So it'll be, a, it'll be a good time. I'm excited about it. A little nervous about that road trip, but I'm excited about it. You'll and make it brave. going to meet her cousin for the first time. Uh-oh. They're, oh, like, six wow. months apart. So this yeah. is going to be really cool. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. That's me. How about you guys? <laughs> I just got back from Hong Kong, which is my last work trip of the year. Um, I'm really tired right now. (laughs) I bet. But it looked so cool. That was your first time going, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first time in Hong Kong. So it was really cool. It was a really, really interesting city for sure. And the architecture is just crazy. If you love architecture, you're going to be all about the city. That's cool. Of course, the food was absolutely the best part. So, <laughs> oh yeah, go for the food. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the like one of the funnest parts of your job is like getting to travel everywhere and eat foods from different countries. <laughs> you know, it's it's both the funnest, and most challenging for me. Although I've gotten a pretty good because usually I go alone, right? Usually I'm alone and I don't have anyone with me, um, and I'll I'll be like a big grave dog and go to a sit down restaurant once. When I'm out, but usually I don't like eating alone out, out at, a, at like nice places. But I've like discovered um, Airbnb food tours, essentially, oh. where like it's locals who take you around to like different food stops. So I do that at almost every new city I go to now. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's a good way to get to see a lot of different parts of the city with 
the food and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and with a local yourself. guide, and yeah. I and I get the chance to like ask questions like, where should I go by myself? Where's like, so it, I, I find that like doing that like right at the beginning, if I have time right at the beginning, really helps with my um, downtime and my like ability to explore the city in a good way. Yeah, right. that's really cool. Um, it's cool. That's smart. Yeah. So I've been busy, but not Hong Kong busy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping things settle down pretty soon. Uh, by the end of the year, things will be a little better. Um, but one exciting thing is I was chosen to be a shop representative for a small business called The Lit Luminary on my Instagram. We're so Hi. proud of you, Meredith. Yay. Thanks. Yay. Uh, so I'll be showcasing some of their products in my photos, uh, like some lovely book sleeves to keep your books safe when you're traveling, Jeanette. Uh, and <laughs> yes. uh, she also has some candles. So I will be giving you an exclusive discount code to use at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Nice. That's so awesome. exciting. <laughs> it's like, oh, needs like some great photographs of bookish stuff. I mean, so that's, that's what, what Meredith does. does. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, do thanks. you not follow her b- bookstagram, Susan? I do. That's what I'm saying. And if you like, didn't believe it, the photos. fact that Tara and I did not rehearse that <laughs> shows you that's what Mir does. <laughs> yep. I love it. It's like, because, you know, like there's a ton of bookstagrams and it's like, no, you know what? I have a good friend who does it. I'm just going to follow her. <laughs> Aww. You guys are so nice. <laughs> True love. <laughs> so. I definitely just heard that in the Princess Bride. Me too. Uh, voice. Mm-hmm. I know. Thank love. you. Thank True you. Love. <laughs> so, yay. Mm. Well, sounds like we're all getting ready for the holidays, which is always so busy. Um, I'm sure, Tara, once, you get, once you're home, like, you're going to be in full holiday gear and mode (laughs) Uh, we still have to do the tree and we still have Mm -hmm. to do a lot of things yeah um but like so for me my parents are actually going to be here for christmas so that'll be something new for us oh that's fun yeah um in the past it was just us like just the family um this year for some reason both our both sets of parents were like, we are going to visit you during the holidays. <laughs> so my in-laws actually visited um, the week after Thanksgiving. And then now my parents are coming for Christmas. And it's like, oh, man, there's a lot. And, and I know why. It's because we have our pa- basement done. So they have a place to stay for free. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a difference. It does. <laughs> and it's fine. And, like, the girls love it. And it's going to be very family family-oriented Christmas, so it'll be nice. Um, My sister even said uh, she was going to send all her Christmas packages that she's going to order to my house. So I have the task of wrapping (laughs) them and putting them under the tree so everybody can open it at Christmas. (laughs) I totally did that to my sister, too. I was like, I'm just going to ship you gifts for my nieces. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's fine. You're lucky I love wrapping presents. Ah. <laughs> See, even when I ship my gifts ahead of time, I either have them wrapped by Amazon or I wrap them myself, like when I get there. Mm. So that's really funny. 
I never yeah. thought about that. This is a whole time saver for when I'm visiting family that I didn't know about. <laughs> Just put it on <laughs> them. <little> family hack. <laughs> yep. oh, I honestly so... believe that my family is so lazy that if I were to suggest that, they'd be like, let's just not do gifts. Like, you don't have to. No, but it's, it's you know, we, it's different for us. None of us have kids yet. Right. So yeah. We're all adults and we're like, you know, we're busy people and it's just each other's company. Let's love each other. Right. Well, that's nice too. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting yeah. to spend and the like, time together. And like we all give gifts throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Yeah. Once we have kids, this will all change, of course. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Children will be the changing factor of this current mode. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, I, I mean, you know, I'm trying to make it so that it's always going to be about the family time and not about the gifts. Like, I have not thought for more than 30 seconds about what I'm giving Catherine through the yeah, holidays yet. Yeah, I have just started, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it's... it's should be more about the fact, like, yeah, we're going to go see the family, and you get to spend time with Grandpa and Gandalf and, you know, your cousin. So, be good. Yeah. And also I don't know if I ever shared that with my Yeah, listeners. I was about to say, you might want to explain um, that. My daughter calls um, my dad her grandfather Gandalf. He Aww. refuses to go by Grandpa. So. And it's the cutest thing ever. That is delightful. Is and she actually cute. says Gandalf, so if you ever want to hear a two-year-old say Gandalf, you know, we should be friends. I love that. <laughs> Oh, man. So it sounds like we're all very busy in different ways. Uh, but are you having any time to read right now? What are you reading? Um. Well, you know, it's the last month of my year of rereads, and I'm doing pretty good. Um, except <laughs> I just finished The Obelisk Gate. Um, so it's one of those got rare new not. books. <laughs> I was going to say, you broke her. It's one of wow. those rare new books that I've... Because I've read a few... I would say a handful of new books um, that wasn't a, a, a eclectic reader's book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've read a few uh, through the year. Uh, I think a couple, actually a majority of them were parenting books. Um, <laughs> well, that's understandable. You know? um, so yeah, this is one of the few where I was just like, I'm just, because honestly the waits were so long. Um I just put myself on hold and was just waiting and I got the book a lot sooner than I thought because I had another book that I had on hold at the library and they're like, oh, she can use two audiobooks that are 10 to 13 hours long at the same time. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yeah. Of course you can. Like, oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I read, I just finished The Obelisk It's really good. Um really intense at the end oh man oh god okay speak nothing more i won't Um, (laughs) i think it was slower than the first one but it was still good you still find out a lot of information and you like still find out a whole lot about the world um so it's still kept interesting the end gets intense so okay um and right now i'm in the middle of gemina which is book two of the illuminate files um I am in the middle of reading Horse and His Boy, and I started The Paper Magician for my local book club. Nice. Nice. Yep. Horse and His Boy is one of my, like, sleeper favorites of the Narnia series. Yeah. Right. It's I, a fun one. I didn't read that didn't one read. growing up for whatever reason, but I read it, you know, a couple years ago when I was rereading the whole series, and I was like, this is really good. It's really good. 
It has little or nothing to do with the yep. children, but it's really good. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's yeah. fun. Um, I have a hard time with um, Shasta, uh, but um. I mean, he's a kid, so can't really. Yeah, like, he's literally super halted against him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I too am reading the Obelisk Gate, or I'm in the process of reading the Obelisk Gate. I've like, as you said, it's a little bit slower than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been reading it in pieces, and I have about two hours left on that. Ooh, so, yeah, it's getting good. <laughs> it is ramping up, and I'm getting very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished my reread of The Night Circus, Yay. which was Aww. amazing. Um, God, I love that book so much. It's so good. Um, and, of <laughs> course, the book that just arrived at my doorstep, which I haven't opened yet, but you believe me, as soon as Obelisgate is done – this is what's getting picked up is uh, The Queen of Air and Darkness. So last book in the uh, newest Shadowhunter trilogy. So excited. Really nice cover. I picked up the second one. They're just getting so big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? There's this so one, many like, of them. massive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the last one. Oh, my God. Book two was so good and ended on such a in such a way. And I just I just. And, OK, I need to read this book. <laughs> it feels and it's an issue. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, though. When I saw that it come out, I was like, Tara's going to be talking about that soon. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, welcome. Welcome to my fandom. <laughs> Let me show you around. <laughs> Uh, so for me, Nano ended up putting me kind of in a reading slump. Um, I didn't really get much of anything read during the month of November because uh, I was writing. Um, and oh, yeah, by the way, I ended up getting a little over 25,000 words. Yay. So that equates to yes. like just over 75 pages. Awesome. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, You're so, like a queen. that. That's oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, so, like, that <laughs> part was awesome, but then now I'm kind of in a slump, you know, like, just trying to get back to, like, what are books? What is this reading oh. thing you're speaking <laughs> of? Uh, and so um, we've had to make a couple of road trips. So the only things I've read have been audiobooks. But we did, uh, my husband and I did a reread of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when we were driving back and forth for Thanksgiving. So that was fun. And, you know, Jim Dale is just such a lovely uh, audiobook narrator. He is. So I would definitely recommend those. And then we just listened to, I don't, I guess it would be like a book of essays or like, I guess, sort of a memoir. But it's called The Greatest Love Story Ever Told. And uh, it's written by husband and wife duo Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Uh So I love Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. He played Ron Swanson. And mm-hmm. then I know Megan is in Will and Grace. Um, I've right. never uh, actually yes. watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only know her as Ron Swanson's crazy ex-wife in Parks and Rec. <laughs> and so I always thought it was funny right. that she played that and they are married in real life. Wait, which one is Megan Mullally? Is she – which one in Will and Grace is she? She's the she's friend. The... She has a very high she... voice. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. That's who I thought yeah. it was. That's got to be hysterical. That's got to be a great audiobook. So – it was weird. Um, <laughs> That's what so I've like, heard. <laughs> so parts of it were funny, but the whole time I'm sitting there, I don't know if they just went way off script for the audiobook because I honestly felt like I just listened to a six-hour podcast episode. And, and so like I'm sitting there, I'm like – and so some of it was funny, 
there was a few chapters that were actually more kind of an essay form where like they were following like this is what we're talking about. And then the rest of it, I was just sitting there thinking, how is this a book? Like, I really, I felt like it was like, let's say someone came in and transcribed our podcast episodes and then just said, this is a book. Right. Is it? Interesting. That's weird. Mm. Yeah. So we were kind of ready for it to be over, which made me sad because they're really funny people. Uh, And well, and it didn't help. um, They did a whole chapter describing in detail photos that were in the book of them growing up, like just trying to describe it. That was like probably about half an hour. And I was like, like, I what? No, just we're we're missing out on the photos. We're listening to an audiobook. That's okay. You don't have to describe in detail what each picture is and what you're wearing and what how you're posed. Oh my and gosh. yeah, mm. so it was. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> it sounds so weird. It does <laughs> it was pretty bizarre? But at the same time, I almost feel like getting the book would be even more bizarre. Like <laughs> trying to read this and make any sense of it. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I know at least Nick Offerman has a couple other books out that I might try where it's just him. And again, I think those audiobooks would be amazing because he's hilarious and he's got a great voice. And um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was a little odd. So not really helping my reading slump, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But let's hope I'll have some time between Christmas and New Year's to get back uh, reading. <laughs> yeah. Now, Susan, have we heard from you? No, we did hear from you. Yeah, I think it's Jeanette. Jeanette. We haven't heard from Jeanette. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) Be prepared. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I mentioned last time that I was going to um, our school book club and we were going to read Jason Reynolds, The Long Way Down. And guys, it's so interesting. Um, It is told in like... Obviously, you don't read it in the space of a minute, but you feel like you do. It's told in verse, hmm. and mm. it's the story of this kid whose brother was um, shot. And this, the long way down refers to the fact that it all takes place in the elevator, basically. And he's he like there's rules that you live by in his neighborhood, right? And one of the rules is if somebody. Um, like somebody kills one of your people, you get revenge. And so he's off to get revenge on the guy that killed his brother. And this whole book is told in the elevator ride um, of him going down in in his building. And it's all told in verse and it's his thought process. And um, it's kind of like a Christmas carol kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, Do, like, different people get on the elevator with them or something? Yes, exactly. And, And, like, all – like, one piece of advice or – Not – no, not advice. Just talking – just talking to him about, like, his life and telling him stories. And him Mm. – he starts to, like, kind of see things in his life differently. And it's just so interesting. And then at the top of each section or chapter, it has, like, a timestamp. So you can see, like, all of that conversation just happened in, like, 10 seconds, as, you know, would in real life. Like, a quick conversation between two people would happen in 10 seconds. And then right. you'd, like, hit the next floor. And it's just so interesting. And there are a couple of parts that are, like, they're, like, punches to your stomach. And I'm like, oh. So, 
Jason Reynolds, guys. Just read everything he writes. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you've been able to get through a lot of his work recently, right? I have gone through nearly all of his books in this year alone, which wow. is so weird. Um, I've read – because I've read like almost all of his track series. I've read two other books. It's It, it was just random. It just happened. Um, well, now you need to go meet him because you know he lives in D.C., He lives in right? D.C. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll have to wait for his next book event and be there. Be like, so your book swallowed my brain. <laughs> he won't mind. I'm sure he won't. He will definitely sure take that as a compliment. like that before. Yeah. I'm sure he has. Um, but then I read Shiver by Maggie Stiefvater. And I just kind of picked it up randomly while walking through our school library. Um. It was interesting. It's like a different take on the werewolf and it's more like wintry and focuses more on like the wolf idea. And I've heard a lot of good things about Mag- Maggie Seafutter. So like, I'm looking forward to reading more from her because it was very interesting. And then I, um, I also went and I revisited The Princess Bride because we lost William Goldman recently. Right. Yeah. And that made me so sad. So I revisited and it, it, I intended it for it to be like a quick weekend read because I've read that book so many times but it's been years since I've reread it and I found myself like slowing down and really savoring it it's super funny um completely forgot about some parts and how interesting they were yeah so go back reread books savor them (laughs) it's fun exactly and so right now I'm reading Bad Machinery Bad Machinery volume 7 by John Allison which I've gotten through one, like the first chapter of, the first issue of, it is funnier by far already than the last six. And I like the last six. It is super funny. And I'm enjoying that one. I don't want that one to end. So I'm taking it very slowly. And that one, what's the other one I'm enjoying right now? Oh, Zorro by Isabel Allende. Again, random pick. So that's fun, though. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun. She kind of takes on the Zorro myth and like wh- his origin story. So I've just like read the first section Sweet. about like him as a kid. So, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you all are having great reading months. Um, but something that's coming up that might help me get out of my slump uh, is our 11th hour readathon. Yay! So are you trying to get more books finished before 2018 ends? I know I am. (laughs) (laughs) Always, right? There's always more books to read. Uh, So please join us for our 11th hour readathon. It's going to run from 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday, December 29th through the 30th. So we'll be hosting it through our Litzy and Twitter pages, and we're going to be using using the hashtag 11th Hour Readathon. So, of course, the idea is it's the 11th hour, you know, the, you know, the year's almost over. We got to get some more reading in. So, you know, the idea is read as much as you can during that 24-hour period. But we're adding a new challenge that if you read 11 hours or more and you keep track of it with the Stopwatch app on your phone and upload a screenshot of the time you read with the hashtag 11th Hour Readathon, you will be entered into a drawing to win your choice of one of the books we read on the podcast this year. So one of our 12 books. So yay! Just a little incentive to get you reading, right? (laughs) And I mean, free book, right? It's awesome. It's always good to have a free book. (laughs) 
Always. I mean, who's going to turn down a free book, right? Uh, crazy people. Crazy people. <laughs> and speaking you don't want to hang of, out with those people. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steer clear of them. Uh, so speaking of that, you know, getting to choose one of the books we read this year, it is December. We do like to look back on what we read this year and kind of choose our favorites. So let's go ahead and do that. So this year, I'm going to list them off real quick in case you forgot. Uh, we read Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, American War by Omar El Akkad, Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish, A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, A Man Called Uva by Frederick Bachman, America's First Daughter by Stephanie Dre and Lara Kamoy. The Bear and the Nightingales by Catherine Arden, The Roundhouse by Louise Erdrich, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison, and then the one we're talking about today, The Drunken Botanist by Amy Stewart. Uh, I think we were pretty Ooh. eclectic yet again this year, huh? Well, it's a lot of <laughs> Good job, too. Us. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about what were your favorite books out of those? Oh, The Sparrow, hands down for me. That, that one made a mark in my soul <laughs> like oh it was man. so good and just like at the end just the tears gushing I was like oh so good um just so much to think about and so much to chew on so I would say the sparrow is hands down um but I'm just I, I love a man called Uva and I really enjoyed the fifth season so those are also like right up there for me nice yeah, yeah. See, I have There's, a similar list, but mine's like in a different order because I think mine would be A Man Called Uva because I just – like if there's anything that I want to reread or revisit, like that's going to be the first one because mm. it was just like mm. – because it was yeah. like sad, but it was also funny, and, you know. Yeah. It was just – It has all those it was good, good. feel-good emotions at the – you know? Yeah. It's yeah, just one of those true. things that kind of hits the whole like spectrum. Mm-hmm. I really had a lot of fun reading that, but – like the sparrow and the fifth season, those are close runners up. Mm-hmm. Like when I first thought about this question, before I remembered that this year, because you know, I, I thought it, I started to think like a man called Uva was last year, so I was like, it's got to be between the, fi- the sparrow and the fifth season. And then I went and read the list. I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, nah, it's got to be Uva. Yeah. <laughs> but the sparrow and the fifth season. Be Uva. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like those two, they're such close, close, close runners up. Like they're so, they're yeah, we, so thought provoking and so interesting. Mm-hmm. We really yeah. did read some good stuff this year. I was gonna I say, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. I will say this though: there's very few things in here that I became obsessed over. Right, um, a lot of great stuff. Like I honestly like every book we read this year. Like, they're all pretty solid um, in their own way. They're, they're very solid. Like, Sorcerer to the Crown needs to get a honorable mention. Yeah, um, that really was an honorable mention that. for me. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the fir- America's First Daughter needs to get an honorable mention <laughs> for me. The Roundhouse needs to get an honorable mention for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are all like solid, solid books. But to like go to where I think everyone else is going, um, A Man Called Uva is a standout. The Sparrow is a standout. But hands down for me, it's the fifth season. Mm-hmm. Like not even, not even close. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. I agree. I think I'm pretty much on the same wavelength as all three of you. Um, But I am going to throw in one more for kind of an interesting reason. I'm going to say Shadow and Bone by Leigh Bardugo. 
Um, and I feel good because I picked that and the fifth season this year. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm choosing Shadow and Bone, that book itself was good. Um, the other two in that trilogy were fine. But the reason I'm picking it is it got me to the Six of Crows duology this year. Ah. And I loved those books. Uh, so for me, it was worth reading those other three books to get the history and the world building and everything. And some of the characters do come back in the Six of Crows So duology. it was your gateway yeah. drug to Lee Bardugo, <laughs> exactly. is what you're saying. And <laughs> so, yes. So it got me to the Six of Crows duology. And she's about to come out with King of Scars, which will be a new duology that will be taking place after Six of Crows. So I'm just so excited. That's coming out, I think, in January. So that's why I'm choosing it as one of my favorites. Nice. And yes, fifth season, Manco Uva, The Sparrow, I agree. They are all like really good in their own way or thought provoking or, uh, yeah, just really well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually like, I've started the second book in the Shadow and Bone series. So I can keep you guys updated if it really is a true gateway joke. Yes. <laughs> ha ha ha. We yeah. need more data here. So the thing is, like, <laughs> that's probably going to be one of series- my uh, holiday reads. As soon as that series was over, I downloaded the ne- the next book, and like I started it, but never completed it, and I just need to revisit. I need to go back. I just had so many things I was reading at I the know. same time that I had to kind of put that on the back burner, because I started reading it last month, but I was like, I, I, I've just opened way too many books. I somehow did that thing where I opened, like I accidentally opened like five books at once. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do it, guys. You accidentally? <laughs> okay. I totally uh, Jeanette, get it. I, no one believes you anymore. I have to realize <laughs> that we all think this these accidents are just <laughs> excuses. I'm going to use that word. No, it's like, oh, no, I don't have a book with me. I guess I have to start a new one yeah. for my Kindle or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I totally get it. At, at one point in a month, I always find myself when I look at my currently reading list, I have like five books. I'm like, how did this happen? See? I totally get it. it. <laughs> it's a slippery slope yeah. reading. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) All right. So then we also, as you know, because you're listening right now to our general book talk segment, we do general book talk segments on every episode as well. So um, this year we talked about bookish resolutions, just trust me book recs, world building, TBRs, memoirs, rereads, translated books, Harry Potter's uh, 20-year anniversary, movies that were better than the books, book awards, and NaNoWriMo. So did you have any, like, standout, like, you just love talking about them or anything that you want to revisit from those segments? Mm. So somebody else has to start talking because I just don't know. <laughs> I don't think I was on the Just Trust Me book, Rex, but I'm, and I'm, and I'm about to say something that I think that, like, probably all of us say, but, like, Rabbit back is mm. my just mm-hmm. trust me. Like I'm just like just just read it. Don't even like read the description. Just do me the favor and take this book and open it. Yep. And you'll like it. It's just <laughs> there's no way for me to describe it in a way that is gonna make you immediately run to it. So just please take it and read this yeah. book. It's a good book. Yeah, we sure. definitely talked about that one. Yeah. And so that was one of them I was going to bring up because that was the episode that it was only Susan and me. Yeah. Uh, right. And so I would love to revisit that someday on another episode where there's more of us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, come on, we're always going to come up with new Just Trust Me book racks, True. right? Because we read some weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, so I really Are enjoyed... Are you feeling me weird? 
Uh, I'm calling all of us weird. That's fair. Okay, so. at least I'm in good company. It's fun. <laughs> um, but I think Susan and I had a good conversation with that one. I really enjoyed that one. And uh, one that I, again, thought we had a really good conversation, got maybe a little heated, uh, were movies that were better than the books. <laughs> I don't think it got heated so much as, like, ranty. We were just like, well, let that, me sorry, tell that, you that's all what I mean. of the things that we think. Yep. We, had, we had feelings. Yep. <laughs> that was the other thing that came into my mind when I started rereading um, Princess Bride. <laughs> I was thinking was, about that this conversation. This movie is better than the book. Well, yeah, that I was Mare's that. opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm, My, in the I've referenced Jaws, of course. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Nope. Um. Um, the one that we may have to revisit one day is um, the TBR because I was like that. Uh, we talked about like how big our TBRs were, and when I was looking back through old show notes to kind of prepare for this segment, I was like, that number doesn't look accurate. My TBR has increased since we did that and it was so high to begin with but in my defense we have read a lot of books with sequels (laughs) that's always the problem right you know finding standalone books is serious possible yeah it's yes so it's it's all you guys's fault for picking books with sequels (laughs) it Um, yeah but they get so good when you get into a good series like you it just is. want to stay there, good... you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it's not really like a re- revisit. It's more like an update where, um, as you know, I'm finishing up my Lord of the Rings reread uh, in a few weeks. And my little group has decided to do a Harry Potter reread next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. I might want to be in on that because I've been rereading them by audiobook. Yeah. So. Um, it's actually going to take <laughs> us 14 discussion. months to read them. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Uh, Is that what a chapter a week? What's the agreed so agreement So it's basically um, each book gets two months. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's wow. Fair. So for the first two, that's really stretching them out. It's Yeah. It's two to three chapters a week. Um, okay. There's actually just one chapter in – Sorcerer's Stone, but yeah, it's about two to three chapters. But then it gets to like four to five chapters, um, starting Later. from Goblet of Fire and on. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're long. Yep. I'm uh, currently in the fifth book, an audiobook. That's what I listen to on my way to work. Mm-hmm. Man, it's long. I'm like 40% through it, and I've been listening to it for two weeks. Yep. I might have to renew this one <laughs> from the library. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think we're, we're just trying to figure out a name. I think we thought of two, um, one being uh, Order of the Reread, being one of them. And Very nice. Another Solid. one was um, basically the modern map title, like Lions, Lions, Glazer, and Brinkerhoff presents the rereader's map. So. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. So, yeah. So it's like more of an update than like really revisiting, but it's like I'll always revisit Harry Potter. So <laughs> That's fun. Well, to, to give an update, we'll follow that with updates. Um, my National Novel Writing Month total was way less impressive than Meredith. Um, it was, um, I was just under 13,000 words. Nice. But the part that I'm really proud of is that there were only four days in all of November that I did not write. And all That's of them. Really good. That's fantastic. All of them were like. 
like real reasons. It wasn't, hey, I just don't feel like it today. It was my husband's birthday. My daughter was sick. So that took out two days. And um, what was the fourth day? My husband's birthday was one. My, my Oh, I had an unexpected thing happen after work. And so I didn't get home until like mm. 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And I was just like, I have run out of time. I can't get a few words in this today. So I'm no. very proud of you. That, that's that. really that's a really great accomplishment. Yeah. I, I was not so diligent. I, I looked at my total today and I'm at about, and this is loose though, because like God knows most, some of this is just literal notes. Um, is at about 17,000 words, like 17,253. Nice. I think. But like a lot of it is like outline. That's like, important though to store the words. It's words. Yeah. There, there's like three-ish full scenes that I'm 100% like going to leave. Like you're done enough. I'm not going to touch you anymore. And like a bunch <laughs> of other scenes that are just half finished. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue it though and see how it goes. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of how I feel too. Like I've kind of taken this past week off because it was like also exhausting because I have all these like other like reading commitments. So it was like reading and then writing and then writing and then reading and like my life was words. And anyone will tell you it's really hard to read and write at the same time and like keep your voice. Mm. Like people like a lot of authors find that very very difficult to actually do. And see, that wasn't so much the hard part for me, but I think the hard part for me this time was I was so, I'm, I've been so tired because of all that extra stuff I have on my plate right now that I would have trouble getting things from my head to the paper. Right. It would be like, why, why are the words that I'm thinking not coming out. And I, I, there were nights that I literally fell asleep on the laptop. My favorite of them all is that I was writing this scene that took place in an emperor's throne room. And I wrote along the wall stood and I started falling asleep while I was writing it. And I woke up and I had written the word actresses. I'm like, why are there actresses on the emperor's throne, like along the side of the emperor's throne room? I don't know. <laughs> I fell asleep and I typed that word. So I was like, okay. I was like, maybe it's time to go to bed today. Maybe 150 words is like all I've got in me today. <laughs> you know what? And that's yeah, okay. You still did um, it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm right there with you trying to find a balance. I so these yeah. yeah, this past week I haven't written anything. You know, I gotta get like an exam done for a class and everything. Like I'm like, let me just get through some of this stuff and then see if I can find some sort of balance between reading and writing. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I will say that this made me think because I'm working on a specific I mean you're not project. Alexander Hamilton, Meredith. There's only so much you can do. Uh yeah, I guess. <laughs> It made me think about a lot of other re writing projects that I'd want to do, too. So I might just jump around and start – now that I'm in, like, back in that habit of writing regularly, jump around, start some different projects and, like, try and keep it fresh. So it'll stay there. I don't know. Yeah. It, awesome. Yeah. It was fun. All right. So are we ready for the drunken botanist? Woo! Yeah. I think we are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, The Drunken Botanist is really hard to summarize, but basically, if you haven't read The Drunken Botanist by Amy Stewart, you are looking 
at not just an encyclopedia of different plants that are used to create drinks, but we're looking at the history behind those plants and how they kind of became used in different countries to make drinks and different ways they have been mixed. And I just found this super interesting. So what was one thing that stood out to you in this book? It's the prettiest encyclopedia I've ever owned. <laughs> right. <For sure. laughs> so it is. It's so pretty. It is like maybe it is a gorgeous book. Um, and that's, that's that says nothing about the inside, but it is. It, but um, if it stands out to you, it answers the question. <laughs> excellent. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous encyclopedia. It's Trixie. It is. <laughs> um, I found like, I mean, because it's a reference book, so it's really hard to be like, yeah, I love the writing style. But right. Um, she made it approachable. It didn't sound stuffy. And she had like mm -hmm. really yeah. good bits of like snark put in. Um, so I like that. That was, that was good. Yeah, I think it was a good balance of just, I mean, I guess they're all facts, but like just facts about the plants and then the historical kind of context mm -hmm. was, was pretty interesting. It was. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I learned was that I really want to be her friend. <laughs> like, um, all of her personal antidotes I was just like can we hang out though because <laughs> that would be great yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like it's cool one of those person. things where if you ever run into her you want to be like can you take me out for a drink right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about you and I go on a magical adventure where we discover the exciting nature of booze yeah. I mean it'd be fantastic <laughs> Like, Fantastic booze and where to find them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's, that's pretty much exactly it. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I agree with you. I thought she was really funny. Um, her, She has like this wry sense of humor. It actually reminded me a little bit of Mary Roach in that sense that it's you're reading these like historical facts and like all this science and then all of a sudden she tosses in something like so that's how it ends for yeast either they run out of sugar and die of starvation or they eat so much sugar that the alcohol they produce <laughs> kills them either way they die doing what they do best making drinks for us yep. <laughs> and yes. I'm like i'm like that is like it's completely scientific but it's hilarious mm -hmm. that's so true though like equating her and Mary Roach because I mean those are kind of the non-fictions that I've been reading the past couple of years and it makes it fun it does I'm learning and it's still fun yay yeah and so I, I enjoyed that about it I like um the one that we talked a lot about the other night was um the perfect pasties one ticket to plain Paris one summer afternoon one sidewalk cafe Ooh. yeah like it's so much fun like yeah that's that's exactly how you get a perfect drink <laughs> Just get a plane ticket to Paris. Yep. Apparently she, with Amy Stewart. I just love it because she's just like, don't try this at home. Like, it, it's a little <laughs> bit like, you know, like, let's be real. Don't do this. Yeah. Just just, just go there and experience the right one for yourself. Like, oh, yeah. It's okay. like, you're not going to get this. But if you really want it, here's how you do it. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting. I don't know if we'll talk a little bit more about this later. But the fact that this is the same author that wrote Girl Waits with Gun. Uh, I believe this book came first, though. Um, it did, and, and so, we are going to talk about that. They're so. both definitely where she had to do heavy research, and they're both... So this is, you know, nonfiction, and Girl Waits for Gun is historical fiction. But it was just really cool to kind of see her going between those two genres. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting in this one. She kind of, um, she kind of, you kind of see that sense of humor on display more overtly, which is not something you would expect. You would expect that more in the historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Well, I feel like this is more in her voice. Uh, just thinking that. Yes, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The other one seems to be more in like Constance's voice. Right. And I mean, you know, not that Constance isn't as good of a time as Amy Stewart, but, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't go drinking with Constance. I'd like <laughs> sit down to a cup of coffee with her. But Yeah, exactly. Fair. <laughs> um, so, but as you've already said, Tara, this book is kind of like an encyclopedia. It organizes information A to Z. I mean, it does it in different sections and things like that. But that kind of made me unsure of how to approach it at first. Eventually, I just decided, like, go ahead and do cover to cover. But how did you guys approach reading this? I mean, how do you read the encyclopedia? Not by audiobook. (laughs) (laughs) I skipped around, actually. I did not read cover to cover because there's there's things I'm more interested in and less Mm -hmm. interested in and I or things that I'm very familiar with already. Right. And I was like, I was like, oh, I don't want to spend all my time on this when this is just teaching me the thing I went to two classes for. So I'm just going to move to herbs today. What's going on, herbs? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on, yeah. herbs? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and yeah, so I bounced around the book. I'll admit that, which is unusual for me and it felt really weird. So I don't know if I'd ever do it again. Yeah. Well, but this is the kind of book that you can do that yeah. with because, I mean, let's be honest, it's – I don't know if it's the best book club book because I think it's better if you just go around and read what you want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading, I did start, you know, with page one and I started going through and with Nano and my slump, I did not finish it. Um, but I do want to go back and try to get to some of the other herbs and the things that I don't know as much about um, – but I think it's hard just to sit down and be like, I'm going to read this entire encyclopedia in a month. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of did what you did, Tara, but not skipping around. But I skimmed through. I went through from the beginning, but I like skimmed through the ones I wasn't quite interested in, you know. Um, and it helped it like go a little faster. It's like I, you know. Like, oh, apples. I love cider. I'll read about apples, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, or, but with the grapes, it's like I, you know, went to wine tastings and things like that. And, you know, they tell a lot of basic information. And I have friends who are into wine. So it's like, I don't need to, like, read about this so much. So, like, I s- skimmed over that. But then, like, some other things, especially in the back when they get to, like, the herbs and the spices and stuff, like, that was interesting. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like I said, I did it cover to cover. And funnily enough, I did most of it on our road trip back from New York. Um, so I was basically – it was I was trapped in a car. It was me, my book, a cup of coffee. Got through a lot. But Sounds there great. were definitely places I skimmed. Um, the last section is all about growing your own herbs and plants and things like that. And I was very much like, well, I don't have much of a green thumb. I have literally killed cactus. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not going to grow many of these things. Also, Amy Stewart makes a good point to tell us that, like, 75% of these things are poisonous if you don't 
you know, yep. if you don't know what you're properly. doing. Yep. Yeah. So I'm really probably not going to grow my own herbs and make drinks from them. <laughs> I think that's wise. You know, you know there's, no, there's nothing wrong with knowing your limitations. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm I not mean, much of a grower. I really don't want to poison myself. And, you know, there's an ABC like down the street from me. There you go. Probably good. That's, yeah. The only, the only like growing we did is like my husband and I put in uh, an herb garden in one of those like standing things in our backyard. And oh, then we yeah. sort of forgot about mm-hmm. it. The basil, <laughs> the basil 100% died. The thyme 100% died. But let me tell you what the rosemary, the watercrest, the chives, they're all like, incredibly healthy. Oh, and the sage. They've like grown into these giant plants. I'm like, well then. That's great. Yeah. Well, okay. That's cool. And see, well, that's the only growing that I really want to do. Lived. Yeah. I, think... I would really like to grow some like mint and some rosemary and thyme and stuff yeah. like that. So, but, you know, I, that's all I'm going to risk. <laughs> I have a small pot of basil um, and reading into it, because I'm not a green thumb either, but I happen to get like basil seeds. And Emily's like, I want to grow something. And I'm like, okay, I got basil seeds. Let's grow basil. Um, but I learned that once basil actually blooms, then they will die. So if you don't like trim their leaves, they'll just bloom and flower and stuff. And then like their leaves won't be as good. And I think that's when they like die off. So, oh, that's oh. Sad. huh? That is kind of sad. Yep. Well, um, maybe that's why my basil plant died right. because. Yep. Oh, well, I actually think it's very much because we stopped caring about that <laughs> and then it just went away. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my problem. Like <laughs> plants don't walk around and scream at you that they're hungry. You know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, if they did, that would be terrifying. <laughs> They'd be an Audrey too, basically, right? <laughs> I mean, if they did. Let's be real. Like, I'd be dead because that cactus would have come after me. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. That poor little cactus. I'll never forget it. It it, it imploded. It collapsed on itself. Aww. Listen, oh, you kept no. those fish alive for, like, years in our dorm. I you, never had fish. No, you you were babysitting fish. Oh, I did. I did. I babysat yeah. fish. You babysat fish for years? Maybe a year. <laughs> Maybe year, years. Plural for a couple of weeks. Saturation. Maybe like a I year. I think that means you owned the fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I babysat them for like a week or something like that. Um, somebody Why do was, I remember like, it longer? Of, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> somebody was out of town or something for a week. And babysat their beta fish. Ah, uh, Gotcha. <laughs> Just reminder, listeners, Jeanette is afraid of fish. This is why this is funny. Uh, I wasn't afraid of the beta fish. That's good. It was little. I could have (laughs) taken it. (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, We have not been drinking this morning, but uh, unfortunately, it it is too early to indulge. I would have made you a champagne cocktail if you guys had been here. I actually had a really (laughs) tasty pear cider last night, so. Nice. (laughs) Ooh, nice. Nice. Well, what are some other interesting tidbits or new things you learned besides uh, how not to kill your basil? (laughs) (laughs) Apples have more complicated DNA than we did. Mm -hmm. Do? Yes. Did. That was was like, yeah. But that was mind blowing. Really, well, yeah. and it makes sense because there's so many types of like apples. It's like, oh, okay, 
That's why there's like, a, like, you know, two new species of apples at the grocery store every year. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's just, just a, it's a weird thing to think about, like, considering all the complicated things we can do, mm-hmm. that that's not really, like, indicative of anything. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Makes us What if apples had brains? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Take over the world. Oh, gosh. See, this yeah, is why you don't want plants, plants being and... able to <laughs> walk around. Those apples will get us. We've been afraid apples. of the machines this entire time. We've been looking at to the wrong thing, people. <laughs> the wrong thing. The plants. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. I really liked the tidbit about the the pear brandy. And yeah. they flipped the bottle over the baby pears. What? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to so, see a picture I mean, of that. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to see an orchard because it says that, yeah, when they're little baby pears, they slip it into a bottle and then they just kind of hang it on a nearby branch mm-hmm. and it just grows in the bottle so they can use it and look fancy mm-hmm. with their pear brandy. But see, that makes me so sad because, I, like, my immediate thought was, these baby pears have never known freedom. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That is super <laughs> sad. You're, like, giving a lot of feelings <laughs> to Jeanette. <laughs> plants. <laughs> we really are. Uh, <laughs> we're losing it. That came from a special place, Jeanette. <laughs> a special place. <laughs> That's really sad. I'm a very sympathetic person. <laughs> oh, I get it, too. I mean, um... Now, one thing that kind of made me laugh a bit, um, apparently we gifted grapevines to France (laughs) that, you know, were indigenous to North America, and we almost completely decimated the French wine industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody who really enjoys wine, I was like, why did we do that? Mm -hmm. And then I was almost like, I bet we did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, The... The one thing that I found was, that was – well, I found a lot of things fun, but um, that the – there was an archaeologist who brought a 2,000-year-old date palm back from the dead. Oh, that's so yes. Like he just found this seed and he was like, what if we tried to grow it? What? Yeah, who it makes had that been – it had been extinct forever, right? For yeah. a really long time. It had been extinct and they had dug it up and he was like, well, what if we took this seed and we planted it? Yeah. And it worked. It worked. So, okay, so we've got yelling plants. (laughs) We've got plants with feelings. And now we have zombie plants. Oh, and then there's finicky plants that are, like, super picky because, like, I found it so fascinating reading about vanilla and saffron. Mm. And that's why they're, like, the two most expensive things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're so expensive because the work it takes to grow them. It's like, why are... Vanilla is so delicious. It's like, but I would understand if you like don't use it in everything. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is yeah. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's one of those things that it, like, I feel like I'd heard that about vanilla mm-hmm. before that it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, but it, w- it was one of those things that like sitting there in print, it had a different impression on me. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I never thought about well, it. And you know why? Because she was really like she explained like this is why it's difficult to grow these plants. I was like, oh, yeah. OK, that's like I think it's vanilla that needs to have like the specific little bee for the specific time. And then and, like saffron, I think, has like is actually sterile. So they have to like 
planted a certain way. And I'm like, what, what? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's intense. And it was that I mentioned the other night that my husband and I, we started like binging Top Chef mm. episodes, <laughs> like old Top Chef reruns, just because it's something like kind of food related, but like you don't really have to pay full attention to. So like it was something fun to have in the background during Thanksgiving. Like, oh, we're cooking and Top Chef is playing. They're cooking too. But there, like, there are these contestants that they'll use saffron, and then like people will be like, "Oh, you are you overuse that saffron? There was too much saffron flavor." And then I'm reading this book, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, all the money you just spent on saffron!" <laughs> yeah. Yup. So, so another one that was with historical context that I thought was interesting because I love a good rye whiskey, like I love the burn <laughs> when it comes to whiskey. <laughs> um. And so uh, I found out that rye is vulnerable to a fungus that causes seizures and psychosis. Um, And so some historic—I can't talk this morning. Some historians have speculated that the Salem witch trials happened because there was um, some rye that had the fungus, and so these girls were poisoned and started having, you know, seizures, and everybody was like tripping out in in Salem. Um, so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently a salt rinse can easily kill the fungus. So I'm wondering who the heck figured that out. I mean, I'm, I'm glad because I like my rye whiskey without the psychosis. Yeah, that's nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fair. But, that's what but, I ordered Yeah, like <laughs> who was finally like, you know what? Maybe we should just dump this in salt water. I, uh, I don't know. I think, but thank you, whoever figured it out. I think that's what I found most fascinating about this book is like a lot of it's accidental and people like figuring it out. Because you know, she mentions like, oh yeah, like it was just this wild yeast that landed in the barley water and just fermented it. I'm like, who is who would who would be brave enough to even taste that? You know what I mean? Oh, honey. You know men. Just, is that really a question? <laughs> I mean, but you can get on, men to do anything. You just dare them, and then somebody and like will do brown. it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Susan. Uh, I mean, I know. And this if you're is, thirsty enough, and you're thirsty enough, and you're on a dare. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like if might. it wasn't for their like strange, weird curiosity of like sticking weird things in their mouths, it's like. We wouldn't have beer and alcohol. <laughs> I, t- I totally well, believe the history that. of humanity yeah. right there. <laughs> but to be to be fair, back then water also killed you. That's so true. like you know, might as Nothing well try something was fun. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> but it is fun, like how accidental like a lot of this was. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit the other day, which I still think is really interesting, about how the aquavit requires a sea voyage of over four months just to age properly. Which is they so have cool. tried all different st- th- sorts of things, but this is still the only thing that works. Mm-hmm. And they just found that out accidentally by having to sail it right. from place to place. Isn't that – it's just – yeah, there's just a lot of those. You're just sitting there going, huh, that is really interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> during this whole book. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, and then another thing because – the. Yeah, times, I get it. But there was that one uh, Greek philosopher where um, there were these like red bugs on a plant. I can't remember what it is, but he and uh, it was like famous for red, red dye. And he assumed that the women like picked them off with their mouths 
because like oh yeah you're like what yeah and he's like oh yeah they do it with i'm like why are you thinking this because they <laughs> why would you to assume that color their lips and make it a little redder like what oh my goodness it's like uh just i don't care if you're like some greek philosopher you would get a smack upside the head now you know <laughs> we um, there was also that one tribe that eats the rice cakes that have sat out and fermented. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll ever figure out that letting their rice cakes ferment means they're now alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> I think they know what it does. Eh. They, you know. <laughs> but that was one of the realize tribes. it's fermenting because they don't drink alcohol. Yeah, that's, they, they don't so. drink alcohol as a thing. But they have fermented stuff, which is slightly alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. They're, well, the right ki- rice cakes are. Yeah. And they... They're like, we don't drink alcohol, but we eat these rice cakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Yep. Who knows? Maybe they know. Maybe they're pretending well, not to know. They don't need to know <laughs> if they don't know. It's okay. <laughs> you know what? We all tell ourselves things. Yep. <laughs> we do. Um, okay. So, speaking of things we talked about the other night um i was a bit of a detective and i was reading this book and i saw something interesting in it in the section on damiana it references a man named henry kaufman who was fined for um mislabeling basically his alcohol and i I believe he claimed it was an aphrodisiac Mm, with no proof to back that up and i was like Huh. I wonder if that's the same Amy Kaufman that we talked about in Girl Waits with Gun. Henry Kaufman, right? Or Henry mm-hmm. Kaufman. So, sorry. So Tara, of course, said, was like, you got to tweet her and find out, don't you? <laughs> so I did. And Amy nice. Stewart actually confirmed it. Nice. that it is Not necessarily that it's the same guy, but that's how she ended up writing Girl Waits with Gun. Neat. So that was a really fun fact f- that we found out the other night because she said she came across this guy while she was reading this, researching this book. She was trying to research him some more, and she was trying to find. And then she came across the other Henry Kaufman, and she was never, even though they're from the same area, and they're from the same time period. The names are very, you know, common, and she was never really able to confirm or deny whether they're the same person. But that is what ended up leading to the Girl Waits with Gun series. Isn't that so interesting? It is. Especially, like, when you think about the differences, like you guys were saying in the book. And another thing, I got a shout out to Jeanette, that Amy Stewart also said that Jeanette was the first person to ever notice that and ask her. Nice. Nice. Yes. Net. (laughs) You little star shine, you. That's amazing. That's really cool. I'm a book detective. That was fun. <laughs> she is. She's our super sleuth when it comes to books. Yep. Definitely. So. Um, so moving on from that, though, what drink recipes would you guys like to try? I mean, I will come to D.C. for you to make me an elderflower champagne cocktail. <laughs> Sounds darn straight. Excellent. Um. I also really want to try both the Miami gin and tonic because I love a good gin and tonic. And my Mm -hmm. gin and tonic includes – my go-to gin and tonic 
includes jalapenos already, but I use grapefruit instead of cucumber, and I never have done anything with tomatoes before. So I really want to try that, and I really want to try the honey drip because, well, I, I love bourbon and honey, and I just think it's a win-win for me. <laughs> but mm. um, I, yeah, those are the two or three. I'm pretty like that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah. So for what me, about you, Mare? Um, I've only like because of my migraines, I did not drink for many years, um, and I'm slowly kind of drinking again. And so far, so good. Um, so like, you give me a nice whiskey on the rocks, and I'm pretty happy. Um, but <laughs> I do like old fashions, and I'm trying to get more into gin because I think those can be pretty interesting drinks. So there was one called Pim's Cup. And so it has, I guess, Pim's is a gin, and um, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it has um, lemonade and cucumbers, oranges, and strawberries, and spearmint leaves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, that just sounds so nice for, like, a hot summer day. I love a good Pim's Cup, man. It is. I, I have, it's refreshing. I, yeah. So good. I've heard that reference a million times in, like... Because I like to watch like a lot of like old British sitcoms, and I've seen it like referenced a bunch of times in them. So I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun to try. Like, kind of know what people are talking about when you're reading something or watching something from somewhere else. Be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Susan? Um. Yeah, I'm not huge and too fancy drinks. <laughs> if I do, it's usually like. A clear rum and juice. <laughs> um, but <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, but I actually haven't been drinking a lot of liquor. Um, I've actually just been kind of drinking ciders, um, and I, you know, good place to be. You've got a ton of cider places around here, um, or places that make ciders. And so I've been like trying the different ciders that you know big companies have been coming out with like i said earlier like i tried this delicious pear cider <laughs> yesterday um now i can't remember the the brand name um but it was like so good it was sweet and crisp but not dry like how did you do this <laughs> um and drink that all day um but yeah so i have actually been just kind of sticking to ciders and the occasional bottle of wine um but yeah, just give me a nice. cider. <laughs> well, they do, she does have a recipe for a cider cup, which yeah. is two parts hard cider, fruit, and ginger beer. I mean, I don't like ginger. <laughs> oh, I love oh my ginger God. beer. How is that uh, possible? Yeah, I know. I'm Asian and I don't like ginger, but I don't. But ginger is like <laughs> quintessential to me. Ginger is like one of those things. Yeah. I So um, when I was pregnant with my second, I had, na- I had a lot of nausea. Um, so I like made myself drink ginger tea to help suppress it. And I was just like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> Aww. Um, that, that's just so sad. But, but it helped. So I was like, I'm going to keep drinking this. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll add a little bit of extra hard cider and we'll lower the, uh, ginger level and I mean, then you won't be able to taste it. I mean, It'll be that's fine. how I cook, right? Like I know like recipes <laughs> call for ginger and I just like use like half what they recommend. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't like ginger, which is just like, mm, this isn't for me. <laughs> we'll find one for you, Susan. That's okay. Good cider. That's all I ask. <laughs> so, 
Did you guys like it? Did you have fun reading this one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was I pretty fun. I mean, for what it was, I thought it was actually pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, right? I And like you said, Mare, it's probably not much of a book club book. But I have to say, it's kind of a fun way to wrap up our year. Yep. Yeah. Just and I think it's talking a, about different fun it's things. It's a good rec to have if you wanted like a book themed party. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, I actually did a different book called Tequila Mockingbird. Um, it was like book-based drinks and yeah, uh yeah. for my local book club and we got together and we like had a few of the mixed drinks and then yeah so i mean that would be like a good book club themed party type of th- get together definitely mm-hmm. which is kind of what we did for our real life book club uh Jeanette and i went over to our friends aaron's house who she was the one that chose this book because yep. uh, we all live pretty close to each other mm-hmm. and yeah. she made us really nice margaritas she made her own simple syrup and it was very nice nice they were very delicious margaritas good recipe miss stewart (laughs) just saying (laughs) um yeah so any of any time you guys are in town we'll get together make some drinks well meredith you're already in town so we'll already get together (laughs) and make some drinks but the rest of you guys that sounds good (laughs) um and we can drink them while we drink our next book on Eclectic Readers, which is going to be Educated by Tara Westover. Yay. So tune in for that next month. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to read that one. I feel like it might be a little hard. So, Yeah, it's another, I guess it's a memoir, mm-hmm. right? It's a memoir. It's a memoir. Yeah. But it's super popular. Yeah. So I'm interested. Yeah. It is. It just won some sort of Goodreads Choice Award, I guess, for memoirs. <laughs> Probably best memoir. Something like that. That would be the educated guess. Ah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, <laughs> so all of these great books that we talked about will be in our show notes. And um, that'll be at eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash 56. And also, uh, you'll be sharing the link to the Lit Luminaries, Meredith? Yeah, so she has an Etsy shop. So we'll link the shop in the show notes. Um, and my code that you can use is Mare10 to get 10% off your order. So that's M-E-R-E and the number 10. Uh, So currently the shop is only shipping within the U.S. uh, And their cutoff for shipping for Christmas is the 17th. So I know this comes out on the 15th. So uh, if you want that for Christmas, you better get on it quickly. (laughs) But one nice thing is the shop is also offering free shipping through the the, the rest of 2018. I'm just so excited. I can't get it out fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And if you're listening in the future, my discount code will be valid through the end of January 2019, but possibly longer if she decides to keep me on for another rep period. So, you know, if you're listening in the future, it can't hurt to try Mare 10 and see if you get a discount. (laughs) That's great. I mean, I'm always up for discounts, like 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So, yes, and thank you. Sure. (laughs) Um, So, the... Yeah, the link will be in the show notes. And where can people find you, Meredith? So, uh, obviously, you can find me on Instagram if you like to look at pretty book photos. Uh, And then I'm also on Twitter, Litzy and Goodreads, all under the same uh, handle, Mare the Book Gal. 
How about you, Jeanette? I am on Litzy and Goodreads at J-M-T-R-I-V-E-R-A, J-M-T Rivera. And you can also find me on Twitter at Dr. Jeanette, D-R-J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. How about you, Tara? You can find me on Goodreads and Litzy, um, all under the same name. Oh, and and Twitter. All under the same name. My name, Tara Newman, T-A-R-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hey, and... Uh, listeners can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and let's see um, under Rudy Kaicho. That's R U R I underscore K A I C H O U. And make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. It'll just be right there on the 15th of every month. Yay! Um, and please make a little gift from us yeah, to for you. Sure. <laughs> and just, you know, and if this is the first time you're listening, just go ahead and download all the other past episodes that you can listen you know over christmas (laughs) um and make sure to rate and review us on apple Podcasts so that people will know just how awesome we are (laughs) and we'll go ahead and shelve this till next month Bye. bye bye